it's Loom Group's Andrea Lay, Backview's Melissa Burdick, the wizard of Woodland Hills Shree, and I'm PVSB from Flywheel, a division of Omnicom, and I'm coming to you today from the Catskills. Be playing Heckinger's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 6th, and it's time for the Fresh Four, for curated news stories from the past week. We find them dependably intriguing. We hope you do too. We're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence news, retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Over to you, Shree. In case you're wondering what this background is, I'm at, I'm at my father-in-law's house all the way in Chennai, India for the next couple of weeks. So what's the message of the week? Kroger Precision Marketing strikes a partnership with none other than Yahoo DSP. So Yahoo DSP advertisers now have access to KPM's audiences for both reach and measurement. Partnership marks KPM's second DSP partnership since last fall and ushers in a new focus on commerce media for Yahoo advertising in particular. Collaborations like this one will define the next phase of growth in retail media as retailers recognize the limitations of monetization on their own digital properties and seek incremental growth by expanding offsite. This is said by Sara Marzano, principal analyst at eMarketer. For advertisers, the delayed but still impending deprecation of third-party cookies, which is now on its way, continues to underpin every decision regarding digital advertising dollars. So solutions that safeguard their investments against that hold increasing appeal. Over to you, Andrea. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. Walmart adds a new grocery line to its private brand's portfolio. Walmart has announced a new private label grocery brand called Better Goods. The line includes 300 items spanning categories such as frozen, dairy, snacks, beverages, pasta, soups, coffee, and chocolate. With most items priced under $5, Better Goods focuses on three key components, culinary experiences, plant-based, and made without. The retailer said Better Goods marks not only its largest private food brand launch in two decades, but also its fastest grocery brand brought to market. Over to you, Melissa. Thanks, Andrea. Uh, so, Savemark companies roll out in-store retail media networks. It's not enough that we have online. Now we're moving to in-store retail media networks. The Savemark companies plans to roll out in-store connect, an in-store retail media network powered by Quad Graphics Inc. To start, 16 of the grocery company stores will have digital screens, kiosks, end caps, shelf screens, and vertical banners throughout, allowing CPG partners to showcase promotions, product information, and recommendations to shoppers. The program will eventually roll out to all the Savemark companies, approximately 200 stores. This is Savemark's latest retail media effort, coming almost a year after a launch of its own retail media network. Over to you, Peter. Thanks, Melissa. Rite Aid expands Uber Eats' partnership for alcohol delivery in eight states. Nearly 1,000 Rite Aid stores will now offer alcohol delivery via retailers' expanded partnership with Uber Eats. Customers of legal drinking aid can get delivery from select stores in California, Idaho, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Virginia, and Washington. Quote, our collaboration and trusted partnership with Uber Eats underscores our commitment to meet the evolving needs of our customers and providing a seamless digital shopping experience complements their busy lives, unquote, said Jeannie Walden, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Rite Aid, the U.S.'s third largest pharmacy retailer. That's it for the Fresh Four. Now on to the CPG Guys episode that you've downloaded. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our hosts, Sri Raj Gopalan, 
Peter V.S. Bond, and Brian Gildenberg. Explore how brands and retailers engage consumers in an increasingly digitally driven world. And now, here are the CPG guys. Hello and welcome to the CPG Guys podcast, where we explore the omni-channel digital journey of brands and retailers. I'm your co-host, PVSB, and today I'm joined by my dear friend and the newest addition to the CPG Guys franchise. He's the founder of Confluencer Commerce and host of the upcoming podcast series, CPG Guys Fast Forward. Rethink Retail just named him a top retail influencer of 2023. Of course, I'm talking about Brian Gildenberg. Hey, Brian, how you doing? I'm doing great, Peter. And I know the only reason you mentioned that Rethink Retail has named me one of the top 100 retail influencers is that they also named you one of the top 100 retail influencers. Me? Me? I'm, I made the list? Wow. They like you, Peter. They really like you. Yes. I don't know if I want to be part of a club that would have me as a member. I'm, I'm, I'm quite suspect. I don't know if I want to be part of a club that would have you as a member either. So, so we're even. <laughs> Brian, before we get before we continue, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've got planned for this new podcast, CPG Guys Fast Forward? Love to hear about what the focus is. Is it like is it like just another CPG Guys podcast? I think not. I think you're doing something a little different. It, yeah, and as as we keep saying, fast forward is not an instruction on how to listen to it. It's a description of the content. <laughs> so, uh, so um so yeah, what I what I want to do in fast forward is I want to uh I want to take a little bit of a different tack at some of the, uh, some of the issues that we, that we always talk about on the CPG guys, but really look at the forces that are driving some of the changes that, um, we do, uh, that we work on. Like we're going to talk a lot today about omnichannel transformation and the future of the store. And what I want to do is try to use this series as a way to look at some of the things that are driving those changes, whether those are changes in consumer and shopper behavior, changes in technology, changes in supply chain, uh, supply chain capabilities. Um, changes in the overall macro macro landscape. And I'll be joined by a series of guests who all know way more about that stuff than I do, blessedly, so you all might learn something from it. So, uh, so yeah, that'll be uh, Aaron probably every two weeks, starting pretty soon. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We will keep this audience surprise of the new podcast, CPG Guys Fast Forward. You can actually already go to Apple Podcast. It is there waiting. There are a couple of placeholders in. You can get a preview. But feel free to go subscribe to it now. So the minute Brian releases his first issue, it will be there. Uh, so, Brian, before we get to our guest, I want to remind our audience to visit cpgguys.com, where you can find links to our podcast on all the major platforms, even the minor ones. Uh, don't forget, you can also just ask Alexa to play the CPG Guys podcast. And I think I just sent off 300 Alexa devices. And I'm going to get nasty emails from people about that. But in any event... If you're not already doing so, please, please, please follow us on LinkedIn, where we publish new content every, each and every day of the week, even on weekends. And our 19,000 followers strong now on LinkedIn turn to us for all sorts of content related to the CPG retail digital omni-channel ecosystem. We're also very proud to be full sponsors of Next Up, formerly known as Network of Executive Women, whose mission it is to advance all women in business and to promote gender equality in the workplace. The digital liner notes of this podcast episode, 90 plus percent of you are listening to on a mobile device. Just go to the liner notes and you will find hyperlinks to the CPG Guys website, our LinkedIn page, and of course, our Next Up landing page. By virtue of the fact that we have a landing page, it means we are official. We're not just saying that. It's actually true. Uh, and we're very proud to be 
partnered with Next Up. So, Brian, why don't we get on to why we're all here today, shall we? Let's do it. I know that you and I always love it, and Shri too, when retailers join the CPG guys for an episode. We have a retailer joining us today, for which we have not heard from before, but I can tell you that this retailer is a very important destination for people in my household. I'm talking about Ulta, the largest U.S. beauty retailer and the premier beauty destination for cosmetics, fragrance, skincare products, hair care products, and salon services. Here to speak with us about the challenges that Ulta is facing during this transformative pandemic and post-pandemic era, and how she's leading the company's strategic efforts, is the Senior Vice President for Enterprise Strategy and Transformation. With more than 20 years of executive strategy and operating experience across retail and CPG, she's led transformation and growth at Ulta Beauty, Tyson Foods, Kraft Foods Group, and McKinsey and Company. So blue chip McKinsey. Wow. Consultant. Now we got a button up. I mean, Brian, we got a, we got a, we got a serious consultant in the house. I can't wait to see the bill at the end of the hour. It's going to be great. I know. I know. It's going to be expensive. Uh, and, and it's going to be in, it's going to be in a tenth of an hour increments too. As a result, no, that's lawyers. That's lawyers. You can only bill us for the time you're actually talking, Kristen. You know, the, the, the time listening to our nonsense is not billable. So. <laughs> As a results-driven leader, she works uh, hand-in-hand with Ulta Beauty C-Suite and her cross-functional team to reimagine corporate strategy, leveraging innovation as her North Star. Please join Brian and me in welcoming to the podcast, Kristen Wolf. Kristen, how are you? Welcome. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. And by the way, former consultant. Former. Oh, you're recovering. Yeah, but is that's like, a, that's like a, I know I, I don't drink anymore, but you know. <laughs> I neither drink nor consult anymore. So. Exactly. Nor do I consult anymore. But, you know, you, we still get labeled. As a reformed consultant myself, I identify strongly with your uh, with your remarks. So. Yes. Fantastic. Hey, Chris and Brian, I've got a whole bunch of questions to ask you about your role and about where, where Alt is going. But before we do that, why don't you provide our audience with a brief overview of Alta and where online they can learn more about your company. I think that should be pretty obvious, but we'll put in the digital liner apps. And, and more importantly, kind of just summary of what your role is there. Fantastic. I'd be happy to. Uh, well, Alta Beauty, um, as you mentioned, we're the, the leading specialty beauty retailer in the U.S. Uh, we offer all things beauty, uh, all in one place, really uh, encompassing makeup, skin, hair, fragrance, and more, and across price points from mass all the way to prestige. Uh, we have over 1,300 stores across the United States, and you can also find us on our website or our app uh, Ulta, at Ulta.com. That is really helpful. And your role in the organization? Well, um, I I think I have the best role in the organization, personally. I, uh, As you mentioned, I lead enterprise strategy and transformation. And really what that means is, you know, I get to be in the privileged position of helping to shape strategy um, and shape the future direction for Ulta Beauty, which which is just uh, a privilege to be able to do. Um, as, as part of my responsibility, I lead corporate strategy and corporate development. Uh, I also have responsibility for sustainability strategy for the company, as well as our transformation office function. That's great. And thank you for that. I can tell you this. I just returned from taking my uh, my wife and my daughter down to Disney in Orlando. And part of the requirements of where we chose an Airbnb was in proximity to about four different types of retailers. One of them on the list was Ulta. 
And it came in very handy because some of the critical uh, elements uh, of hair care and beauty were left behind in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And on the, on the, as I'm arriving in the airport, I'm, I'm taking the shuttle and I'm on the mobile app ordering products for click and collect at the, at the location in Kissimmee. And I picked it up on the way and never lost a step. So really, uh, as I mentioned, very important part of our, our life uh, in the Bond household. Well, fantastic. That's what it's all about, meeting guests where they are. Yeah, we're going to include in the digital liner notes of this episode a link to your LinkedIn profile, Ulta Beauty on LinkedIn, and of course, the corporate website uh, where people can learn more about you and the business that you are in. So uh, let's actually get to the conversation. I'll kick it off and then Brian will join in. Uh, Kristen, let's start with your career journey, because I think that's always a really great uh, understanding of how you got to where you are today. And we'd love to know, were there particular pivotal experiences that you see as being critical to developing the skills that you've brought to Ulta and helping you deliver against what you're trying to, your, your key objectives in your business role? Sure. Well, you know, first of all, I absolutely love uh, the retail and CPG industries, which is why I've worked in these spaces for as long as I have over 20 years. And what I found is that no matter the role I've been in, I've enjoyed the challenges and the strategic thinking that's been required to really transform and grow businesses. Um, so when I look back at my career, you know, I think about it um, oftentimes in chapters. And, you know, I think each chapter shaped who I am as a leader today. Um, so, you know, and as you pointed out in the first chapter of my career, I would I would title that chapter my formative years in consulting. And, you know, I was with Mercer Management Consulting, which is now Oliver Wyman and with McKinsey uh, for some time. And man, you know, talk about a place to learn and grow. And it's really here that I honed my foundational skills, uh, building models to really understand and anticipate consumer behaviors and leveraging that to create strategies. And, you know, my experience there also really allowed me to lean further into the complexities of the CPG and retail spaces um, and focus on growth strategies that spanned marketing and merchandising and more. Um, you know, it was really here, I, I really was able to dig into uh, business challenges. I learned about the power of pivoting and, you know, setting organizations up to thrive, um, working against set strategies. Um, the second chapter of my career, I would say my time with Kraft Foods and Tyson Foods, uh, you know, working for large CPG companies at times, you know, some of my experiences and, and turns surprised me a bit. But, you know, overall, you know, reinforced my love for strategy and transformation and I think really enabled me to explore and fine tune my own personal leadership style. Um, you know, it's here where I really honed my um, my love for insights and leveraging insights to tackle business challenges and also um, cross-functional collaboration and how to leverage that to win on a larger scale. And today, you know, I'm in my third chapter and, and arguably my most meaningful chapter to date. And, you know, as I mentioned, I have the privilege to set enterprise strategies uh, for the largest beauty retailer in the country. And, you know, at Ulta Beauty, I really have had an opportunity to merge my strengths that I've developed from the first two chapters of my career, you know, and really catalyze strategy as we unlock uh, new, beautiful possibilities. We operate with a, a nimble mindset to win and navigating unprecedented headwinds. And, you know, man, the last few years, what, a, what an incredible time to lead strategy and transformation. And, uh, and Kristen, that's awesome. And then, uh, and now, 
now let's hone in on the Ulta side. So you started at Ulta back in August of 2019, obviously right before uh, right before COVID really uh, really kicked in. Um, you know, I think there's been a lot of conversation in the ecosystem around the changes COVID's brought to everybody. But what were some of the most significant implications to your your strategic plans the pandemic brought? And how did you, uh, being relatively new, um, how did you then embark on what would have been, I think, you know, if not the most dramatic transformation um, your business ever had to make, certainly, certainly high up on the list, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it was uh, an interesting time as it was for all of us. Um, COVID drastically impacted everyone and beauty and retail were certainly not immune to that. You know, immediately um, we saw consumers shopping behavior shift and, you know, our stores were closed for a time. So, you know, we immediately identified shifts in purchasing priorities, ways of shopping, and we saw expectations, uh, consumer expectations accelerate in ways that we never could have anticipated in our annual planning process. You know, we knew uh, that we needed to come out the other side of it, that there would be another side and we wanted to come out stronger. Um, so really strategically pivoting was critical. It was the year of the pivot. And so for me, you know, my focus and my first stop was really omni-channel strategy and our omni-channel ecosystem. And, you know, while, while our omni-channel evolution started well before the pandemic, COVID certainly drove stronger consumer engagement and adoption than anything before had. And so our, our agility really enabled us to react uh, quickly to consumer needs. You know, consumers had higher expectations immediately for a seamless, connected in-store and online experience, accelerating what we already saw happening in the market. And, you know, beauty is a personal uh, category and shopping really transcends both physical and digital experiences. So it was through really leaning into capabilities that we had developed, like our Glam Lab and skin analysis tools that naturally bridged uh, kind of digital and on-store capabilities that really allowed, you know, our guests to maintain digital discovery. You know, we also saw that human connection was more important than ever. And, you know, especially as actual, you know, person-to-person -person interaction was so limited. And, you know, as we saw emerging from COVID, guests really emerged craving in-store experiences, especially in beauty, because it's such a meaningful and personal category. And so our focus was really on creating touch points for greater human connections across digital, physical, and emotional touch points and ensuring that they work seamlessly and naturally. Um, you know, we accelerated, accelerated adoptions of tools that help to provide um, ease and simplicity and convenience for our guests. So we quickly deployed uh, capabilities like curbside pickup, which was really an evolution of our recently, then recently launched buy online pickup and store capability you know, as well as ship from store, our DoorDash partnership to provide same day delivery and things like that uh, to really meet guests where where they were and to meet their needs. You know, and, and finally, you know, another example I would highlight coming from this time was really our partnership with Target, Ulta Beauty at Target, um, which was a real, you know, different, uh, you know, a very um, a different uh, strategic move for us, I think, unexpected to a lot of folks. But we really saw the opportunity you know, a win-win-win for all parties involved and, you know, an opportunity for us to, again, serve our guests at a new touch point where they were shopping um, and to introduce new guests uh, to our franchise 
um, and ultimately grow our own uh, membership base and, and consumers, you know, uh, driving traffic back to our store concepts. So, you know, it was a, it was a great time of pivoting and a lot of really big strategic moves for us. I love that you mentioned the partnership with Target. One of the things that really impressed me about it was it wasn't just about the product that you helped bring in and, and the experience in the store. It was also a digital element to it. Ulta is known for uh, having very loyal customers and customers who share feedback in the form of product ratings and reviews. Ulta actually went so far as, uh, like brands do, taking the content that they natively collected on their site and sharing it with Target so that Target and attributed. If you go to see some of the products, you will see this review was originally written on Ulta. Com. So I think you actually took it another step and really brought the full content experience. We'll talk probably a little bit about that later. But given that you came from the brand side, I think you know that brand marketers, for them, the lifeblood of their business is innovation, new products and what have you. A little bit different. I mean, obviously, Ulta carries products, but I want to talk more broadly about innovation. How do you see innovation as the fuel that drives business transformation and forward momentum, particularly in your role of strategy? Well, you know, thinking back to to our origins as a company, you know, Ulta Beauty was really created on a foundation of disruption and innovation. You know, just the idea of bringing all beauty categories and price points in one place over 30 years ago when we were founded was was kind of a revolutionary idea. This was what beauty shoppers wanted, but no single destination really offered that. And so, you know, it stands that that innovation and disruption is really a part of our DNA. And whether it's investing in tools and technologies or identifying partners that can help shape and enhance our guest experiences, our roles as our role as leaders is is to really shape and reshape beauty and retail experiences. And so, you know, we focus our innovation, you know, in many different ways, some of which, you know, a lot of this, which is centered around customizing uh, guest experiences to really fluidly blend the physical and digital worlds. And, you know, we've done this through adopting digital personalization tools that our associates in store uh, ever actually leverage quite a bit, like our Glam Lab virtual try-on um, virtual reality tool. When we launched that way back in 2017, it really broke the mold. And, you know, it was the perfect personalized assistant to guide beauty discovery. You know, and this year alone, we've seen, um, you know, over 11.5 million visits to the app, over 82 million shades tried on. It's really just evidence of, you know, the consumer uh, looking for this seamless digital physical connection. Um, you know, we've also we have tools like our skin analysis, augmented reality uh, capability, which has had, you know, over 500,000 visits and, you know, very well received by our guests based on accuracy and, you know, personalized skin recommendations. So that digital innovation has been really core to experience, you know, and we're also uh, we innovate by investing in cutting edge technology. Last year, we launched uh, Prisma Ventures, which is our corporate venture capital fund. Uh, and we invest $20 million in emerging startups that are shaping online and in-store experiences to, to fuel greater discovery, personalization, and convenience. And it's really, you know, strategically investing in innovation helps cement our leadership as we push the industry forward and transform how retail can create exceptional experiences. That's awesome. And um, 
And looking at the this whole strategy around transformation, I think it it's it's fascinating to see how Ulta's been able to do that. And to, from from your mind, how do retailers leverage transformation as a real tenant of an enterprise strategy, while at the same time maintaining the experience that consumers love and enhancing the brand reputation? Because I think if I ask people who love Ulta what they love most about it. The consistency of the store itself, I think, is a very big part of what people really love, right? Like the, like, you know, when you go into an Ulta, it's got a feel, the layouts are consistent. Like, you know, you've got, there's a consistency of experience that's great, but you've innovated so much within that. So how do you balance that sort of transformation and that consistency? What to build sort of, well, to sort of enhance the brand? Yeah. Great question. Well, you know, first thinking about strategy and transformation, I think it's it's one thing to set a strategy and it's another thing to really bring it to life with transformation as a true north. You know, strategy and transformation go together and without action and and transformation, you know, strategy is often just an interesting idea. So, you know, we really think about both of those coupled together, not just strategy, but also how do we drive impact? And that's really why I love my job. You know, I know that we're changing, we're creating meaningful change for our company, for our guests, our teams, and for the industry when we're making these big shifts internally and externally. And, you know, as such, I push for an always on future forward view of strategy and transformation. My team and I inform where we want to go and our collective grow and transform mindset solidifies our market leadership. And I think without it, we'd, we'd risk losing loyalty and relevance. You know, we're successful as a company. As because we stay true to our founder's vision to change the way beauty enthusiasts shop and engage the category, not only meeting guests' needs and preferences, but also providing them with fresh ways to shop and discover. And so today, you know, we work to consistently move the needle, leveraging insights and data from our best-in-class ultimate rewards program, making business decisions that operate ahead of ever-evolving customer needs and ensuring that the best technology is in place to fuel operational excellence. Awesome. I will remind our audience that Brian and I are speaking with Kristen Wolf, Senior Vice President of Enterprise Strategy and Transformation at Ulta. Uh, so, Kristen, recently Ulta announced Q3 results, which included comp store sales growth of 14.6%. That's physical store growth. Is, is, is that it? Come on. <laughs> I know. Can you believe it? So, I, I want to hear from you. You know, how is Ulta's strategy on driving in store sales? delivering such phenomenal results. Like, what is this all about? Yeah, well, well, thank you. We're really proud of our, our results. And, you know, I think overall, our success has been driven by three important differentiating elements. Our unique business model, uh, the resilience of the beauty category, and also our established culture that's really rooted in human connections. You know, our guests have an endless passion for beauty. Fostering positive, inclusive experiences is really vital to, for us to succeed with and for them. And so the more our guests feel reflected and seen at Ulta Beauty, the more they reward us with their loyalty. You know, in terms of our business, our, our record 39 million Ultimate Reward members are key to this strategy and our success and a core driver in our long-term growth. You know, 95% of our sales come from uh, Ultimate Rewards program members. Which is, which is pretty incredible. Um, our associates share the passion for beauty and deliver authentic connections and expertise. 
Uh, our storytelling showcases on-trend, easy-to-engage approaches, and our assortment is dynamic. And, you know, we are consistently growing and evolving to reflect guests' wants, needs, and values. And, you know, our strategy also um, includes focused competitive strengths. You know, simply put, no one really does what Ulta does. We go beyond discovery to deliver consultation and services. We have a salon in every single store. You know, we go beyond retailing to create emotional connections and community. And we're innovating omni-channel experiences to create personalization and convenience and to also deliver exceptional moments for beauty enthusiasts. And, uh, and yeah, and that, that experience component and the, I love that idea beyond discovery, which is, um, which is, because everybody thinks, oh, we're going to let the consumer discover. Yeah, but you've got to really move that along and really move the needle to to really compete effectively in today's sort of complicated world. So, but specifically now thinking about omnichannel customer experience. And by the way, someday, someday we're going to have you back and we're just going to ask you questions about the ultimate rewards program for an hour because that's fantastic. Uh, because it, that's, I mean, for those of you not familiar with Ulta's program, it is, it's by a pretty healthy distance, the best loyalty program in America. So, um, so, and I, I say this obviously as an observer of it rather than an in-depth participant. Um, if any of you have ever seen me, you know I'm not. <laughs> Ulta could help me greatly, uh, but I, I choose not to avail myself of that. But um, but everybody from all of my friends to my 14-year-old daughter are fascinated with the, the program and what it can deliver. So, uh, But specifically now as it relates to the omni-channel customer experience, um, how are you how are you really focused on the content component of this um, with the in-store experience? Whether it's in-store, in-store browsing online, real-time access to videos, user-generated content, how are you thinking about sort of this next wave of experiences and how they fit into what uh, what Alt is trying to do? Yeah, it's uh, a great question. You know, we we believe the way to win uh, across an ecosystem of touch points is to authentically represent all things beauty, all in one place, at the heart of the beauty community. And, you know, as a company, we go to bed at night and wake up thinking about our guests and our guests are moving more fluidly and seamlessly between physical and digital touch points. Our purposeful approach to reflect how, where and when they want to shop is powerful and personal, uh, just like beauty itself. You know, our physical stores create havens for exploration, storytelling and fun, underscored by services and passionate associates. Um, and we strive to be leaders who listen and reshape our experiences accordingly. Today, shoppers can find, for example, enhanced front of store displays that better showcase the Ulta Beauty perspectives, a cue the new section that celebrates launches across categories, uh, and a conscious beauty section, which really aims to empower guests to make informed product choices and highlight uh, brands that are doing good for the world. And, you know, in addition, uh, these are just some of the examples. And then in addition, you know, we uh, we are adopted digital personalization tools are leveraged in store uh, to create experiences. And we're, we're engaging in live shopping on our social channels to meet guests in real time. Yeah, I think I love what you said about using the digital tools in store, because one of the value propositions of going in a store is you can test it out. You may be able to ask some questions. But the experience has been online. I have easier access to content, like user-generated content. What I hear you saying is you're trying to bring uh, a lot of that value prop in the experience online and, and 
bring that in store so that it reduces the friction and allows someone to make a purchase decision a lot easier. So I think that's really great. Now, we wouldn't be the CPG guys if we didn't need, try to sneak in a little question on retail media, because that's what we're known for. So I don't think we're really sneaking it in here, Peter. I, think I know. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm as subtle as a freight train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like a bull in an Ulta beauty shop. Uh-huh. I would love to know from your perspective how UB Media is contributing to the street strategic imperatives of your business? Sure. I'd be happy to talk to that. You know, uh, while we're always thinking about our guests, we're also focused on elevating our brand partnerships and we strive to be the best partners in all of beauty. And uh, UB Media, which we just launched last year, delivers on this by offering our brand partners a unique enhanced omni-channel approach that's more iterative and nimble and can tap into our incredible Ultimate Reward members. This ultimately provides brands with a winning digital strategy to target and engage customers while also driving growth in personalized and measurable ways. Uh, It builds on the successful foundation of our digital marketing partner program, but um, today brands are given more options to invest uh, in programming that's based on unique priorities that they have for growth and engagement with beauty enthusiasts. And Of course, it harnesses the power of Ulta Beauty's unmatched first-party data of over 39 million Ultimate Reward members to really transform the way brand partners are able to connect with beauty enthusiasts. Uh, Hopefully, we can convince. This is great because I love talking about this. Maybe I'm sure your colleagues, Brent and Allison, uh, are listening to this from the UB Media team. Maybe we can cajole them into a future episode of the podcast. You're welcome here anytime you want. I'm sure you're already fiercely jealous of the uh, of the of the rollicking good time we're having here. So um. I know exactly, exactly, Brian. <laughs> All right, Chris. I think is our last formal question, but uh, but uh, this is a real simple one. Uh, you're the you're the transformation person. What's transforming for 2023? What do you got? What do you got cooking? Well, lots and lots of things, but um, you know, overall, our commitment to innovation and transformation is a powerful differentiator for us, and really allows us to navigate challenges and lead the industry forward, and also continue to be a successful, growing leader. Uh, so, we've got many strategic priorities, and, and just to name a few, you know, we've talked a lot about omnichannel. Um, omnichannel is here to stay, but it'll continue to evolve to reflect changing consumer needs and expectations. And so our priority is really to deliver consistent, connected experiences. And to do this, we'll continue to invest in cutting-edge technologies, source new thinking, and listen to guests to ensure shopping experiences at Ulta Beauty are personalized and seamless. Uh, Diversity, equity, and inclusion is is a a critical strategic priority for us and has been. Uh, DEI is core to our DNA. And as the the nation's largest beauty retailer, we believe it's our responsibility to continue moving the industry forward. And this includes the ways that we approach our assortment, our people, and of course, the impact that we create in the communities that we serve. And then, you know, finally, one of the additional areas that we're focused on is wellness. You know, we saw during the pandemic uh, that beauty and self-care really became more closely interconnected. And, you know, through initiatives like Conscious Beauty and the Wellness Shop at Ulta Beauty, we'll continue to provide longer term growth opportunities and exceptionally exciting opportunities to continue to diversify discovery, engagement and storytelling at Ulta. To our audience, uh, please go visit cpgguys.com. You can find all of our content for free. Sign up for the forthcoming newsletter that Brian is diligently preparing to launch. Uh, And of course, if you think you have 
some thought leadership to contribute to this community we've created and the discussion we're having, drop us an email at contact at cpgguys.com. Maybe we, you can join us on a future episode of the podcast. And of course, while you're there, don't forget to drop us a rating and review uh, because your feedback is very important. It's what guides us to ask on terrific people like Kristen to join us for these conversations. Uh, and we really want to thank the 19,000 plus followers that we have on LinkedIn. So it's a very mighty community. You're very active. You give us an enormous amount of feedback, which helps us develop um, a platform that is meaningful to you. And that's what we're trying to do. This is an educational journey with a little bit of humor thrown in to kind of make it taste a little bit better. And of course, you know, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. But um, Kristen, Brian, and I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us all about the exciting things going on at Alta. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much. So, Brian, uh, first of all, thank you for co-hosting with me today. Uh, uh, second of all, we know Shri is just seething in envy because uh, prior to his current role, uh, you know, he used to work in the beauty business. So he's really killing himself that he's not here for the conversation today. But would love to hear from you kind of some of the summary thoughts on what, what Kristen shared with us and what really uh, resonated with you. I mean, first of all, I just want to thank Kristen as well. And just to acknowledge the the pure fandom of having watched Ulta's growth. I think the first time somebody told me about Ulta was, I want to say 1999 when it was still basically a Chicago chain for the most part. And, um, and somebody said, you got to go to the source and check them out. They're going to take over the world. And uh, somebody worked at Revlon actually. And, um, and they were, uh, they were not wrong. And ever since, I think uh, if people ask what the, you know, what the best brick and mortar retailer in the world is, I will I'll often answer Ulta uh, just in terms of how that, how that business is actually how that business is actually constructed, and hearing Kristen talk today, I think there's a couple of really interesting things that stood out as to sort of the sort of the secret sauce behind that. Um, one, I just think Kristen's own personal journey about being the head of transformation, walking into a business and then having to transform it through COVID. And remember, you you downplayed. You know, our stores were closed for a while. Your stores were closed for a while. Like you weren't. You were you really had to figure out how to sell the people that weren't leaving the house anymore. Didn't feel like putting on any sort of airs had to change their entire look because now your entire persona, if you're a professional is the top fifth of your body of the whole thing. Right. Right. So, so much transformation to get through. So the, the pivoting that you charitably put, I would imagine you dug a six foot hole in the ground pivoting um, back and forth. Um, so kudos on that. I love the idea that when we asked you about innovation, you didn't start with the tools or the tactics or any of the things you would do to transform. You started with, we use innovation to reshape experience and then just went through how all of the things that you're doing from a transformation point of view, all organized. You talked about that transformational North Star, but I really think the North Star that you were talking about was experience, right? Like, and they, and that's, and I think that's such a valuable lesson for anybody listening to this, which is that, you know, doing stuff is great. Doing stuff for a reason, generally speaking, is better. And there is so much innovation that goes on in our world that doesn't turn into transformation because it doesn't know what it's trying to do. So it just does stuff and doesn't move anywhere. Um, I also think that, and I'm not sure if I heard this right, so I might have just been Paraphrase. But when you talked about the vision, you talked about the vision of Ulta being to transform the beauty category. 
And it occurred to me, one, what a blessing for you as the transformation officer to have transformation in the vision, because then you then you win any argument in the company. Um, so um, if anybody's gonna anybody's gonna play the vision game, you're like, hey, my title's in the vision, guys. So so you know, I got you know, I got I got <laughs> I got a king high straight. Um, but the um, but I I think that idea of a vision that's not rooted in something, but rooted in a journey is an unbelievably powerful tool to helping a company navigate through this. So for all of you that are out there trying to craft what your team's vision is or your startup's vision is, make sure that that vision is, has, and has a journey embedded in it that you don't, you can't look at the vision and say, Hey, we're done. And, uh, because uh, so often I think companies can rest on their laurels that way. And I love the last conversation on the DEI side. It's so important in beauty. And uh, Target talked a little bit about this at NRF as well, about their color palettes that they're using in the beauty world to try to figure out how to make the mechanics of the beauty category more representative. But uh, I also love that connection between uh, between wellness and beauty. And I really look forward to how you're going to bring that to life. Thank you, Brian. The reason I have you do the summary is because you're just so gosh darn good at it. So thank you for that. Um, and uh, you know what the other thing, Brian, is I made it through the entire podcast without listening to my family and begging Kristen for promo codes to use online. So we'll hit her up after the podcast. I think we can handle that for you. Oh, uh, there we go. There we go. See, the minute my daughter listens to this, because she's such an avid listener. <laughs> she's going to go after you. You're in big trouble, man. Anyhow. <laughs> Listen, Brian, thanks again, uh, as always, for and so happy to have you as part of the CPG Guys franchise. Uh, and to our audience, we want to thank you for joining us in this conversation. We look forward to the next episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Goodbye. Content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.